sandwich if I called a hot dog a sandwich? Do you think that you would be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide. Mary, Carrie, Kelly, oh my, is it a sandwich? Well, let's decide. Welcome, I'm Matt Ardill, your producer for the episode. Now let's pour some syrup on ourselves and get down to the <laughs> sticky details of pancakes v. waffles. Oh on Order up. <laughs> I, you know, I remember the song Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me. I don't know if I'd want anyone to pour some syrup on me. That would just be icky, uh, I think. To, to be fair, sugar itches and gets in crevices. At least syrup cleans <laughs> off easily. Yeah, he's talking from experience, apparently. What's going on, Matt? Uh, I, I used to DJ for a burlesque band or burlesque group, and okay. somebody uh, did oh, pour God. some sugar on me and poured <laughs> sugar all over herself on stage Ooh. and it was a mess and uncomfortable it yeah so wow okay well, i don't there. like sticky things on my body no nope. like yeah. when my kids were small like it was a sensory thing and so literally yeah. i have to clean myself off immediately after <laughs> i eat walla- waffles and syrup i have to clean myself off we're just getting right into it at the start of episode four friends of uh this latest episode of order up i'm your friend and your pal kelly zonikas i'm one of your four fabulous hosts uh the majority of us are based in america but we do have our la correspondent mary kennedy out there uh at the time we're recording (laughs) friends uh it has been snowing in la mary how how are you dealing with it how how are you feeling well you said most of us are based in America. You're based in Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay. Your brain got sticky. That's, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a cute boyfriend stateside. Yeah. So that's why that is. Uh, um, are we all America, so, really? <laughs> <laughs> we're North American America. American without guns. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Canada, the more sane place to live. Um, yes. So I'm going to do my weather report. I've always wanted to be a weather girl. So it, this is exciting. So um, I can tell you, and uh, it's weird because I'm from Boston, so I'm used to snow, but it's all up in the mountains and it actually snowed today in Oxnard, which is Ventura County by the beach. Oh my. So it's, it's, and it snowed at the Hollywood sign the first time Uh. since 1989 and Big Bear Mountains, Arrowhead, those places, um, they're completely snowed in and they cannot, I was listening on the news, they can't get emergency vehicles (gasps) there. Uh, for a while and they are going to be sort of trapped for seven to ten days and school isn't opening until probably mid next week that's horrible oh my goodness it's the biggest blizzard they've had and of course there's the LAites who have never (laughs) seen snow and are like we're gonna go up to the mountain and like every street is closed and they're like all we need is chains i'm like no stay home yeah eat your ver- vegan burrito and we'll get back to you in like two weeks so oh you know gosh. i mean it's, it's funny to watch you know <laughs> i'm sure it's not the kind of snow they were expecting in la that's a drug joke friends that's a drug no. joke oh um, <laughs> i'm so straight i'm like whatever yeah so yes yeah Whoops. We're, We're all talking over each other today, friends. Everything's upside down. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> How are things going with you today, Carrie? You know, things are okay. It's cold and snowy here in Toronto, and we're expecting more snow on Friday, I hear. We're recording this on a Wednesday, and I'm just kind of done with winter. I just want the sun to come back, and I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of, I feel like winter won. You know, you win winter. (laughs) (laughs) My cave. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Well, let's warm up with some fun foodie facts. Uh, we always start off uh, the, the pre-interview uh, portion of the show. Before the interview, we start off with some foodie facts. Um, Matt, what, what do you have for us? I'm in a I'm in a battery jam here. What do you got for us? Today? OK, OK. Well, uh, well, a little bit of history. Every house has a waffle iron, right? Like either one of those ones you put on the stovetop or one of those electric ones you can plug in. Um, and we always burn our hands on it. Um, but <laughs> one of the many things that Thomas Jefferson did, aside from being one of the founding fathers, is he brought the first waffle iron to America from fan- France during his time as an ambassador, at, which kicked off a national waffle craze in America at the time. Wow. Um, now, <laughs> A little did he know, though, that his bringing back to America the waffle iron would change footwear. Uh, Because Bill (laughs) Bill Bowerman, an American track coach in the 1970s, patented an athletic shoe in 1972 for suitable use on artificial turf. The sole sole has short, multi-sided, polygonal-shaped studs, which provide gripping edges that give greatly improved traction. Mm. Now, this sole was inspired by his wife's waffle iron, which he used and destroyed (laughs) to create the prototypes of these shoes. Um, So no more waffles in the Bowerman house, uh, but he did get the patent in 1974, and within a year, Nike began producing the waffle trainers, Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so that is where they, they come from. Wow. So you can kind of thank Thomas Jefferson for them <laughs> tangentially. Well, and when I wear my waffle trainers, I'm suspiciously hungry. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> was, was this the inspiration for the well known Pixar hit, How to Train Your Waffle? Really? <laughs> 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 hey Mary, who was that? Who, who was that today? Is Julie Levine, Yay. a professional Jewish ed- educator, opinionated foodie? Oh, I know this well. She's one of my friends. A diehard fl- Florida Gator. Ooh. I'm going to say that again. Diehard Florida Gator, because my husband's from Florida as well, and a four-time game show contestant, uh, recently moved to Memphis, Tennessee with her husband after 20 years in Los Angeles, born in Buffalo, like my husband, raised in Jacksonville, Florida, with a pit stop in Birmingham, Alabama. (laughs) She feels like a nomad and is all about leaning into an adventure as long as there's good food. Amen, everybody. (laughs) Julie Levine. Yay! Yay. 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 Well, hey, yes. Now, I met Julie in uh, Los Angeles, and I know her lovely husband. And 
You've really made a home for yourself in Memphis, Tennessee. We're, yes. we're definitely trying. Um, we've been here eight months, and apparently, according to the weather outside, we are now experiencing our 11th season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's fascinating to have different weather every day, to have three different weathers in the space of a single day, and to have things that I've never experienced before. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> It <laughs> is wild. Uh, well, Julie, we're so grateful that you are here today on Order Up. We have five very, very difficult questions for you. Uh, and the listeners at home, uh, you don't know this, but uh, everyone else in this call has glasses on. So I'm going to put my glasses on so I'm masked. <laughs> uh, we're all wearing our glasses now. Uh, are you ready, Julie, for the questions? I, I am ready. All right, friends, let's do this. Question number one, Julie. Uh, what is your favorite comfort food? Um, my favorite comfort food is a toss-up between either mashed potatoes or macaroni and cheese. Oh, mm. all good. That's yeah, good. When I, when I want comfort, I kind of want something that feels like I'm, I'm eating a sweater. So it's like warm and it's soft and it's nice. So yeah. I love that. If I that's my next thing when my husband asks me what I want for dinner, I want something that tastes like a sweater. I would like some scalloped sweater, some sweater au gratin, you know, something like that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Reminds me of like the macaroni art we would make as kids. Oh, you can eat it. So there you go. Just add butter and milk and cheese and there you go. You got it. Right. Question number two. Um, what is a food habit that your husband has that drives you nuts? You just want one? Um my, my husband, who I love very, very much, has all of the culinary sensibilities of a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that in our years together in Los Angeles, he has learned how to order rotisserie chicken in every culture possible. Um, but his biggest, so, but the biggest of all of them, and there, there are many, like we joke around that we have a mixed marriage because he likes diet Pepsi and I prefer Coke zero and he likes yellow mustard and I like fancy mustard and he likes <laughs> kettle corn and I like butter popcorn. So like mm -hmm. on the one hand, it's nice because nobody ever touches anybody else's food. <laughs> but, <laughs> he is of the strong opinion that the proper way to make a hot dog is to boil it. And I'm like, <gasps> that's soup. Oh my God. I don't understand. Like I come from a place in Buffalo where it's all about like the char grilled. Uh -huh. Hot dog. Like, I want a little bit of snap on there. And he thinks that hot dog should be boiled. And I'm like, you're making soup. Tasteless, tasteless soup. So at least I've now gotten him to the point where if he really wants the hot dogs that bad, he'll, like, throw them in the microwave and he can just be done with it. Mm -hmm. But, I like, don't put hot dogs in my pots, please. Oh, my gosh. This is... This is a marital strife, my goodness. I, I will say, Julie, uh, I grew up in a home where they they boil hot dogs. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I know, I know. We, I'm we sorry. All, I'm we sorry. We all see the world differently, friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> 
they don't they don't all right he's like he's really weird and like there's certain hamburgers like he's like i don't like the taste of grill marks i'm like grill marks don't have a taste they have a personality (laughs) (laughs) um all right question number three what was the first thing you learned how to cook I don't know if I ever actually learned how to cook. That's the really sad part. Um, and I had a family full of people. My uncle is actually a professionally trained chef. The, uh, his brother is a self-taught gourmet. My father was helpless, but he could barbecue meat. Um, so I think that it was like, honestly, I think the first thing I learned how to cook was probably like Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and then I just kind of like learned to wing it. Um, And in the last three years, courtesy of the pandemic, I cooked more than I did the first 15 years of our marriage. Um, Because I signed up for like one of those meal service things where they send you all of the ingredients. So I now have like watched enough Food Network television shows where you watch idiots do sad things with food. And I've learned technique there and I've taken a couple classes. So now I can like be chefy and improvise mm. and do stuff. And I have a five inch binder full of recipe cards of things I've made. Oh, <laughs> wow, cool. that's impressive. That's awesome. Sell it. That is awesome. <laughs> Everyone stay tuned for Julie's catering company. <laughs> but, but I will say every time I learn a good hack, I get a really, I like, I love to test it out and see if it works. So of all the hacks I've learned, I think one of the best ones was um, making a whole roast chicken using a bundt cake pan. Um, so, okay, so you huh. cut up your aromatic. So you throw like onions, carrots, garlic, some herbs and stuff like that in like the bottom part. And then you yeah. take a piece of foil and you have to cover up the, the whole part because otherwise you're going to make a mess in your oven. And then you take your chicken, you season it up, oil, spices, and then like you shove up there like some lemons and garlic and you right down on top of the thing. And so not only do you get this really like moist, juicy chicken, but it also then roasts all the way around. Cause sometimes if you like roast a chicken, the bottom is like very like still like, you know, the color of my skin, like lovely and albino (laughs) and and pointy. (laughs) The rest of it has a nice tan. So this way you get it done all around. Awesome. Oh my goodness. That is very That is awesome. And also, I'm also drooling. I'm like, that sounds. So where should we go back? I'll just, I'll just, uh, I think we're back, back. everyone. I, they lost me for a second. (laughs) Sorry. I just zoned out after the chicken talk Julie just had. I lost my train of thought, everybody. I did. Um, all right. So my next question for you, Julie, is uh, what was your favorite cereal as a child? Oof. Um, so I'm a texture junkie, and I was also raised in one of those, like, weirdo homes where, like, we didn't get sugar cereal. Um, sometimes we would get golden grams or honeycomb. Oh, yummy. But to this day, um, I happen to love frosted mini wheats and cinnamon toast crunch. I had those for um, lunch today. Um, I have a sad cereal memory. Once my dad wasn't paying attention and he poured orange juice in my cereal and told me to eat it anyways because we don't waste food in this house. And I'm like, yeah, hard pass on that. But what I will say is, so my dad, my dad raised us. um, I was a single parent home and he used to always buy creamy peanut butter. Again, I am a texture junkie. Texture is life. Um, 
And I kept saying buy crunchy, he would buy creamy. So I finally said, okay, I'm smarter than you. We're going to fix this. So he would buy like all those like fruit and fiber or something with like a flake and a nugget of something. So I would make myself a peanut butter sandwich, pour myself about a cup of all the cereals, pick out all the good parts, put the flakes back in the box. And then I had a cereal with texture, a sandwich with texture. And he would make himself cereal. He's like, why do they say there's like, you know, things in this cereal, but all there is is flakes. And all I was thinking was like, if you would just buy me cr- crunchy peanut butter, I would either A, tell you, or B, you would never have this sadness again. <laughs> well, and now it should be a gourmet line of like, you know, uh, deconstructed cereal peanut butter. That's, That's a cool nice. idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. It's like a fancy dessert you should have on your food truck, Julie. Everyone needs <laughs> a food truck. Make that yes, happen. We're, we're going to have a food truck and it's just going to be like instead of yogurt, to- like frozen yogurt toppings, it's just going to be stuff from cereal, sans flakes. So we'll have like the nice sugar raisins. That's the name of the like truck. The raisin and the nut clusters and the, the, the honey bunches of oats and like the bunches. And it will just be that. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I'll try I'll find that one. Uh, all right, Julie. Uh, despite all the cool accolades that you have and the great things that you do, uh, we have one very important question for you today. Uh, Julie, are you on team pancake or are you on team waffle? Mm, I've been waiting for this question. <laughs> I am team waffle. Yay! <laughs> yes. I am very definitely team waffle, without a doubt. Where why? Why? Yeah, why? Okay. So again, it starts with texture. Mm. Um, you can make a nice crunchy waffle and it can still be like nice on the inside. Um, you can make a waffle out of a pancake. I, I do have one of those little home mini dash waffle makers and mm-hmm. I could take a pancake and throw it on there. And then lo and behold, <gasps> I don't have a waffle. Oh, um, mm-hmm. There are endless listicles of things you can put on said waffle maker to make <laughs> waffles out of them. Um, again, if you thought that the chicken thing was enticing, uh, put a, a Krispy Kreme or in lieu of a Krispy Kreme, a nice, like a Tim Hortons, but it has to be like one of the yeast donuts, throw one of those on a waffle maker or a croissant or some hash browns. Um, and also if you're, um, if you're looking for like late night munchies because you're like some kind of like impaired or whatever, um, and you decide to throw stuff on the waffle, it's much more stable than a pancake in terms of like a delivery device. But at the end of it, you've got all these little squares. So it's an invitation. So you can like be one of those people who wants to put like a drop of syrup in every single one. I have been to like blueberries and I am the one who will put a blueberry in every single one of these holes. Because now I'm doing a blueberry in every bite. Um, and interestingly, my favorite topping on a waffle is actually peanut butter because it gets melty. Ooh. Huh. Interesting. Very yes. nice. There's a lot so going on. I am 100% team waffle. Nothing wrong with pancakes, but the problem also with pancakes is sometimes you get to the middle, which is all where like on the one hand the good flavor is, but then they just get so soggy and mm-hmm. so heavy and it's like, it's not enjoyable. If somebody would figure out a way to make inside out pancakes where all of like the good <laughs> stuff is on the outside and then the middle is like no longer relevant, I would like pancakes more. <laughs> I agree. This is interesting. <laughs> I love this. I just well, had an idea. Yeah. I was wondering if you could take mac and cheese and put yes. it on the waffle maker. Yes. 
what would happen? Yes, it'll make you a, wa- a mac and cheese waffle. I would do it though with some like a Velveeta shells and cheese, so there's a little bit more texture to right. it. And possibly I might like just so there's a binder. I might take like just some like crackers or something and kind of like ground it up and mix it together. But um, like I've I've thrown hash browns on there. I've I've lost track of the things I put on my waffle maker. But really truly, there's like all kinds of BuzzFeed things out there about stuff you can put on a waffle maker wow. to make a waffle. And I'm like wondering, like you know, for parents who have kiddos that are like picky about food, if you make it into a waffle, does that change everything? Huh. I'm just imagining this like uh, one of those 1990s infomercials, you know, where they're like, you can put pasta on there. You can put hash browns. Everything can be a waffle. The Waffle Maker 2000. I had, I had an idea once because somebody was telling me the other day that in their mind, like the best waffles are the ones like when you're traveling and you're at the hotel and they've got like the little waffle oh, yeah. maker and mm-hmm. it's already there. And I was thinking like, they make the like the premix pancake batter where like all you have to do is like add water and shake it up. So work with me here. I want you to picture like a six pack of like yogurt, you know, like the mm-hmm. little ones you break off and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's pre-made waffle mix and it's already got the stuff in there. And all you have to do is shake it up and pour it on your waffle maker. Cause the one reason mm-hmm. people say that like waffles are too much work, it's the mixing and the measuring. Or if you imagine it like one of the yogurt things that has like the toppings on top and you have to like peel it off and then mix it in or like the Chobani flips, mm. but to have it all in one place, you can buy it as a six pack. Waffles could really be such a thing again, because if you take away the labor and the mess of the flour and everything, people will want waffles more than ever. I so agree. And I actually, I was mistaken. A friend of mine said, oh, I go to Costco and I get the pancake, you know, the ready-made pancake mix. And I'm like, and I pictured this bottle of like (laughs) batter and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get that. And she's like, no, 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 no. The powder, you just have to add water. I'm like, oh, okay. That I can do anywhere. I was so, I thought somebody invented this amazing thing that Julie just invented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, copyright that, Julie. Yeah, yeah. copyright it. You'll kick off the next <laughs> waffle craze in America. <laughs> my, name is, my name is Julie Levine, and for anyone who's listening to this, I have just copyrighted and trademarked <laughs> and brilliantized my own idea for how to make waffles more accessible to the people. Period, <laughs> exclamation point, amen, e pluribus yeah. unum, something, something. <laughs> God, but, Julie, but, for, someone, for someone who didn't cook much before the pandemic, I think the pandemic was positive for you in the kitchen. <laughs> well, I, I've watched, I think, what now, like eight, nine seasons of the Great American Baking Show. And like, I've always loved Food Network. I mean, when I was little, before there was like multiple TV channels and there was PBS, I used to watch Ian Can Cook all the time. Is I watch Ian Can Cook. I watched Julia Child. Me you know, too, when yeah. I got a little bit older, what was it? Paul Prudhomme, I think. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Emerald until Emerald was not. Oh, yeah. uh, no, Emerald <laughs> still was. It's the other yeah. guy who was the bad guy with the orange Crocs. He's a bad oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Not a good but guy. But yeah. I, I love watching the cooking shows. In fact, for those of you who are from Canada, maybe you remember this. Being in Buffalo, we had, I think, like some Canadian station. And they had this TV show called Just Like Mom. I was yes. on that show. No way. And, and we won. Oh, my you know God. Who, wait, wait, do you guys know this? Do you know who my, one of my opponents was? No. Will no. Arnett. No. <laughs> no. no. Do you have this? 
on video and I actually, through friends of friends, I wanted to, I was trying to find the other girl who we were against. Um, I can't find her because I do have the VHS copy. We put it, my husband put it on a, like a private YouTube channel for me. And through friends of friends, I was able to get it to Will Arnett because I just wanted to make sure he had, I'm not like publishing, I'm not releasing it or whatever. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but it was, we were in the very first season of that show and we won. All right, so I, 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 I love that show, but there was some creepy energy going on there. Oh, at I time. want to send you guys the link to my episode. <laughs> I've got to see this. I'm so going to send yeah. it to you, Julie. know this show. It was set up in like a newlywed game format where you had the round where the moms had to answer and the kids had to answer. That was not important. The final round was the kicker, and the kids had 90 seconds, I think, in the kitchen to mix up a batch of, a batch of chocolate chip cookies. Yes. And then the moms had to taste them all and figure out which one so their gross. kid made. And we're talking yeah. about a bunch of seven and eight-year-olds in a kitchen with everything available to them from chocolate chips to tomatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was really great. And, and, and the logic always was, I'm going to put a ton of ketchup in this so my mom knows it's mine. Right. Like, every <laughs> kid's logic. But you know what? Because we were early on, we had never seen the show. We just, we went, mm. it right. was new. It was in the first season. So I tried to really bake my cookies properly in the <laughs> 90 seconds. Like, it didn't occur to me to put vinegar and all that. Later, I was watching, like, oh, my God, it could have been so much more fun. Right. But- <laughs> we need to get Will Arnett on this podcast to do a little... Uh- that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think Will and I yeah. should do yeah. a rematch, a bake-off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I love watching cooking shows. I love just, I mean, I read books about food. I love, you know, I have cookbooks and a lot of them are like, filled up with notes and now like I've watched enough that I'll get an idea for something and I'll look up like a recipe just to make sure I cook it long enough so I don't kill everybody and then I, I don't, like, and so you asked about like my husband's food habit my husband is afraid of raw meat um oh. I asked him not that long ago to make one of the meal kits and all he had to do was like put four things into a little metal tray <laughs> had a full-on meltdown oh. and I was like step away from the kitchen I will finish this oh my it's god because okay. he is like and, and I think that he would be a great baker because baking is all about science and precision mm-hmm. yep. he doesn't understand how I can improv in the kitchen it scares him okay. but um yeah no Mary's relating. But he can wash the dishes. He washes dishes very well. But I cannot, I'm afraid of raw chicken. Raw chicken is never happening. Mm. Never, ever. I will do meat. It seems friendlier. I will put meat into a a thing. But no chicken. Uh Uh-uh. No, Charles has to put it in. And baking for me is a problem because I don't like cracking eggs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a thing about cracking eggs. So we can talk offline about all the things that you can substitute in a recipe for eggs and oil. Ah, look at you, but man. Maybe I should be in therapy to work through my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll put you in an immersion program where it's just like raw chicken in different states around oh. you and and you'll oh. work your way up. You'll start oh. with just like some some tenders and we'll work you up to like a whole chicken where you got to like reach up there and like oh. pull the stuff out. Oh my there gosh. That's me out of That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, friends, uh, with Julie's answer uh, today, um, 
Team Waffle is still winning. I'm the lone yes. rep on Team Pancake. Um, <sighs> but I make good pancakes, everyone. I do. Um, <laughs> my middles aren't weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're still fluffy when you get to the middle? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, would, I make good pancakes. I made, I made pancakes this morning, actually. I made a very large pancake. Um, anyhow, thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. This was a delight. This was fun. Thank you. Let yes. us know when your food thank truck you. opens. <laughs> <laughs> and that, friends, has been episode four of Order Up Season 3. Are you on Team Waffle or Team Pancake? Let us know in the comments. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. See if someone joins Team Pancake. <laughs> Come on. Anyone. <laughs> today's kid of the week is 10 year old jackson so jackson are you team pancake or team waffle team pancake why are you team pancake because chocolate chip pancakes are the best and they're yummy and i have them every day for breakfast every day yes I want to come live at your house. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Order Up is hosted and produced by Matt Ardill. Mary Kennedy. Larry Hayne. Kelly Zanekis. And original music is by Rebecca McDonald. 